Hey everyone, and welcome to season two of Death in Cambodia, Life in America, a podcast where I sit down with my father, Robert Chow, a survivor of one of the biggest genocides in modern history, the Khmer Rouge. He escaped to America with 10 bucks in his pocket and built a distributing company, one of the largest donut distributors in the US. How exactly did a poor, starving boy from Cambodia build an empire and achieve his American dream? I'm Dorothy, his daughter, and your host for today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Death in Cambodia, Life in America. Last episode, we are we are stepping onto the plane, heading to America. So this is super exciting. Uh, Robert has talked about how his life is about to change forever, and um, he's leaving Cambodia behind. He is moving forward and he's excited. This country that he's going to will be his forever country. Even though he doesn't know how to speak a word of English, um, he he will figure it out. It's going to be okay. Bye. Yes. Uh, <laughs> good morning, everybody. So it's uh, here. I am coming to America. We're going to uh, America, people. Yep. So uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, it was check in, I think, you know, because the agency, I think, I believe it was, it was the Red Cross, uh, keep repeat, keep reminding us, don't lose this plastic bag because it's all your ID documents, it's all inside that bag. Mm-hmm. So we went in, check in, and get on the plane and just sit there. So they closed the door and then ready to take off. And I think, you know, first thing that we, the first time on the plane, I said, we don't know what to do with that seat bill and all of that stuff. Even they tried to announce that we don't really got a clue. So I think, you know. Were I, you sitting next to anybody, any other refugee? Because I know you mentioned last time there were, not that many refugees on this plane, only about 15 or 20? Oh, probably less than 10. I oh, believe. wow. Yes, in that. Uh, in this group uh, of group, yours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not all Cambodian refugee. Right. I believe it's Vietnamese, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Laos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's all mixed. Uh, the only Cambodian refugee is just me. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, so we cannot even communicate each other because we speak a different <laughs> language. So, uh, so I was, it was a commercial uh, airline, I believe it's United. And uh, uh, I sit next to, uh, I believe it's Chinese or I, I'm not sure, I cannot remember. Right. Uh, I was trying to look around, try to follow whatever they do, you know, and the first, uh, I remember so well, tried to put the seat belts on, you know, it just couldn't do it, you know, it just, uh, so I think finally flight attendant, you know, to help because they know, right? They, they, they all know uh, 
this is not your the, refugee. He is a ref, refugee. Yeah, doesn't know much about you know all of this uh, luxury stuff, <laughs> like a seatbelt, <laughs> like a seatbelt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think you know the plane took off uh, uh, from from Bangkok to Seattle. Were you scared? This is the first time on a plane. Oh yeah, I was uh, happy, scared, and uh, mixed feeling. I I was uh, uh, exciting mm-hmm. and never stay still. Uh, my head is just like you know turn left and right and all of that and try to look through the window. Yeah, and all of that. Uh, about an hour or two, I think you know they serve. Uh, I believe food, mm-hmm. drink. All kinds of food, all mm-hmm. kinds. It's talking about forty some years ago. Yeah, uh, airline have uh, really excellent service and good food. Yeah, for, yeah. You mentioned that last time too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Food and on the airplane a little bit because you know we don't, you know, we always use hand. Okay, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you to try to, you know, and uh, we got uh, all kinds of food and then you know and the cover. What did you guys uh, eat? Oh my god. I, I I couldn't remember, but you know it's 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 a good food. It's it's so delicious. So you know, just I just watch my next guy. You know, whatever he do, I just follow him. You know, it's just how you you know use the fork, use the all that stuff there. Because usually, want, I think for Cambodian food, you 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 use your hands. Use your hands. Yeah, yeah, you always use your hands. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, and uh, uh, didn't sleep. On the plane, all the way to uh, Seattle. So, yeah, when uh, when they announced that the plane is starting, you know, descent to uh, the runway. Oh yeah, it's uh, your two hand is just like hold that arm, it's so high and sweat, you know, because <laughs> you feel like you 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 about to crash, crash or something, or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, it was uh, 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 scaring. How fun is it to listen to Robert describe what it's like to be on a plane for the first time? This is probably a very similar experience to what many of the refugees who had the privilege to have a sponsor had to experience being on the plane for the first time. I want to mention the word privilege because the camps at the refugees in in Thailand were actually open until the very, very early 90s. So not everybody had a sponsor. Not everybody had the opportunity to just leave that quickly. And quite honestly, a lot of them just ended up living in the camps and carrying on with their lives, having kids um, and staying in that border area until everything closed and they were able to go back into their own country. So it is, everybody has their own experience. Everybody has their own um their own stories to tell. I, I, but I do want to point out that, yes, this is not everybody's experience. Moment, you know. And, uh, yeah, finally, we touched the ground. Uh, safe. And, uh, and you're in America. Yep. First time in America. I believe that date, it's July 26th. How do you remember that? Oh, I remember because I can tell, you know, when I left, the camp in Nongchan, yeah. I get a feeling it's my life is gonna get better from now from now on. Get in a luxury bus now on a plane and now now I'm in America. 
luxury like plane with luxury seat belts seat and a fork and a spoon. And a spoon and all of that. Yes, I, you went to the bathroom, the, the airplane uh, restroom, and it just, oh my God, this is, this is, what is this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, so we got out uh, the plane and... Uh, you had no idea where you landed? No idea. No idea. I'm just carry that bag. They said, just carry that bag. Don't lose that bag. We don't have any... We don't have any luggage. Right. I just, just a bag and uh, another paper bag and that's it. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, so everybody you mentioned, okay, so you landed and everybody, all the other refugees, probably less than 10 of you guys had to be trans. We all separate, all uh, different agency oh. because we all fly because my sponsor it's in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Bill Hoffman is in Portland, Oregon. The city called Gresham in, 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 in Oregon. Right. So other refugee, I believe, uh, go to a different, different city. Uh, we all separate. Mm-hmm. We don't know each other. Anyways, you know, and yeah. Uh, so by the time you landed, they already went separate ways. Separate way. And so you knew that you had to go have well, a transfer yeah. somewhere? Uh, I think, you know, uh, I believe it was Red Cross or, or some uh, a group that gave us $10. I remember so clear. Handle us a $10 bill. When you stepped off Each, the plane? Yeah, stepped off the plane. That agency gave us $10. And they're telling us something that I didn't understand what they say. So maybe they say, oh, here's $10. Maybe you, you know, buy food or whatever at the airport or something. I- I'm not sure. But I kept that $10 up until I finished the uh, college. You community. did? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't know how much it was, that $10 bill. Uh, so I kept that. And for about three or four hours, they are at the airport, Seattle airport. Then they put me on another plane, fly to Portland, Oregon. So it's telling me the same thing, you know, they have nobody that able to help or to translate, you know. No translators anymore. No, no. (laughs) It was 19, July 26, 1979. Uh, so which I'm on the plane, uh, I believe, uh, I believe it's probably seven or eight o'clock and then fly to, uh, to Portland, which Portland, is, Oregon. yeah, Portland, Oregon. It's only took about, I believe an hour, I believe somewhere around there. Yeah. I landed in Oregon mm-hmm. and then I'm just waiting. I cannot, you know, before I left the camp, uh, Lumpany, American camps in Bangkok, they explained to you exactly what right. your journey, who going to waiting for you here right. and there and all of that. Right. So don't just keep walking, looking for something. When you get off the plane, just walk out the plane and just wait there in the front of the gauge. And don't, don't move. Go, don't move. <laughs> 
So somebody will come in and take you where to go. Make sure you carry that bag, that plastic bag. So they will see your plastic bag. They will know that who you are. So we got off the plane, and then I wait there. I got there probably around nine o'clock, nine nine thirty. Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon at night. So Bill Hoffman, my sponsor, I think he mess up, he mix up the date because you cannot. It's different, right? I've been to you know uh, Asia. It's fifteen or sixteen hour different from the United States. You're ahead. You're yeah. ahead. Yeah. So uh, then I just waiting, and then uh, well, July in Portland, Oregon, for the people that live here, they they don't feel cold at all. But for me, skinny and bone, and uh, have no jacket, no nothing. It just oh, uh, it's freezing for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I keep standing here, waiting, 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 and everybody by 10 o'clock, I'm waiting there, and then it's, it's nobody so up. And then I just keep waiting, stand there, now I'm sit down next to the trash can now. I mean, <laughs> you know, I cannot get away, and I'm just, and then by 12 midnight, it's everybody gone, and no plane, and now at, uh, the uh, janitor, the janitor is starting to clean up. And then, you know, uh, they, they keep asking me, I mean, you know, uh, I, I have no idea. I just give them the bag. I mean, the bag. I just, when they're asking me, I just, bag. When somebody asks you anything, give them the bag. Yeah, so the janitor asks you, you just a give janitor, them. The <laughs> janitor, you know. And have no idea and then I they should have a police or something at that time and maybe come and you know to check this guy out but this is before 9-11 there's nobody care much you know because the security is so well I guess you know and yeah, just yeah. don't want to bother you and so you I mean that must have been so hard not knowing a word of English how did you communicate with these people that to get to where? No. What uh, about what about? Weren't you hungry? Like, how did you buy? Oh yeah. Did you did you buy snacks at no, the airport? No, no. You did you see? No, no snacks. No, no idea. I was hungry, very hungry. So, uh, uh, up until one o'clock in the morning, then the security, the security, uh, the uh, the janitor, the janitor. Call the the security guard and tell them. I said, "Tell one guy sitting there and just uh, uh, how uh, no uh, no not a word of English, English and, and he has a plastic bag. Has plastic bag. <laughs> and they said a paper bag and and I think he he's shaking, cold, freezing for me. So the security guard came in and I." Gave them the bag because they dress like a police. I, I think, you know, I have no idea, but this, I, in my mind, these guys must be a important a, a, a police. Uh, yeah, yeah. No gun and all that, you know. I was scared too. I said, oh, I never see this, you know, in Cambodian police, there's no gun. <laughs> but this guy have gun and all that. I said, oh, my, let's just give them the bag. He took the bag and opened it and look at it. And then they have phone number. My Bill Hoffman, my sponsor's phone number, and all of that. So they call 
Bill Hoffman my sponsor at two o'clock in the morning. Oh God! Yeah, and then he said, "Oh, I thought it's tomorrow." Well, that's what later on that you know. So I wait until three thirty in the morning. So Bill Hoffman drive from Gresham's to Portland uh, Airport. It's about an hour because he lived far away from Portland. Right. He lived in a farm. Yeah, finally he 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 stopped by and then got and then I uh, he hugged me. Uh, he say something maybe sorry or whatever that I not uh, no clue. What were your thoughts when you <clears throat> when you first saw him? It's a little bit scared because you know this is oh it's a white Caucasian guy oh big girl man I said she said what are you gonna do to me here now I mean God you know and uh, there's not but a whole explain to me too I mean I'm not just like surprised yeah I said your sponsors can be you know look like you know this and that so so uh, uh, yeah I was I was happy at least you know somebody somebody picked me up. So now I feel like I'm safe again. So uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it's safe here, but uh, uh, then he uh, he walked me out. He, he actually parked in the front of the air, you know, in the front of the uh, the airport. Uh, so I remember he drove a Volvo, yellow Volvo uh, station wagon. Yeah, aren't Volvos so, like fancy back then? I had no idea. <laughs> How did you? <laughs> but but it's it's a car. It's nice, you know, compared to uh, Cambodian the Ateco, you know the the little cart thing. Cart thing. So yeah, and uh, I took me home. By the time we got to his house, he's living a, a mobile home. Not you know what I mean. My mobile home. It's a two bedroom. That uh, uh, manufacture uh, bell bell home. You yeah, know, you can sit on a slab and you know and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a small. So on that drive to his place, you probably that was probably your first time looking out the window and seeing whatever you saw in America. From, in America, didn't what, much you see because it's that. It's still dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's still dark. So it's so just in the black. Morning. It's just black. <laughs> yeah, but I was cold. I, I was so I'm still shaking. It's cold for me in Portland, Oregon, even in, in the July. Month of July. Because you're so and used I, to tropical weather in Cambodia where it's like yeah, humid. 80, 90 degrees yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah. At night, probably around 80. Mm -hmm, you know? So yeah. I think, you know, in Oregon, even July, I believe, is still around maybe 60. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50, 60. So, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, did he say much to you or was he trying to communicate with you yeah, at all? Yeah, he did. And did he, look, did he look like he was excited to see you? Uh, then I'm not sure. Ah, well, you know, he, he probably feel a little bit guilty that you know he messed up the uh, you know the day uh, other than that uh, I didn't pay much attention I just sit in a car uh, I'm just thinking about food 
I haven't eat food for like <laughs> ten hours, not fifteen hours. So I'm thinking about food, food. Oh my god! So uh, I was only fifteen, sixteen years old, and you know, and just got out from Cambodian, and I mean, it's uh, uh, so I think you know he uh, showed me around. Uh, And then uh, Dor- his wife named Dorothy Hoffman. That's she's my a name. Sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's uh, they both very, very sweet, very nice. Yes. And um, um, what so was their sh- what was their house like? You so you said it was a farm. It was a farm mobile home. Yes, yeah, it's a two bedroom. Right, and it's not much room at all. I mean. Uh, his office is in in the house too. He's uh, he's a f- insurance agency. Mm, okay. So he put me in one little room. So the next morning, uh, uh, he cooked breakfast, bread, egg. You know, it's just typical Americans. You know, breakfast. And uh, you remember what it tasted like? Uh. It, it, it tastes good because I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't if I was hungry. What. <laughs> But the sad part, the sad part, he only gave me two pieces of bread. Okay, he he, and then I, he tried to explain to me. He only gave me two pieces. I said, you know, I I, I want more. A two pieces of bread. It, it's just not. Enough. It's nothing. Yeah, I, yeah. I used to eat rice. Not a not you not not talking about bowls of rice. I eat five bowls of rice now. You know, two pieces of bread. I said, yeah. "What happened?" So then he gave me uh, milk, cheese, which is I'm not get used to it. I never had I never cheese. Had cheese and cheese was to me at that time. It was so sting. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Welcome to America. She's everything. <laughs> Then he had scrambled egg. Scrambled egg. It was good. It's good. You've it's had bad. eggs before. I had egg before. Yeah, that's why I say it. egg is very familiar. To that's me, fine. You know. Mm-hmm. So, and the cheese. I said, oh, I keep. I. I You know, to respect, you know, for us culture, it doesn't matter you like it or not. You still have to swallow. <laughs> I just, this guy okay. just just got picked you up from the airport. You better eat his cheese. Yeah, what he, whatever he gives you. So I think you know. Uh, 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 oh, uh, it's still hungry after after breakfast, mm-hmm. and it was. You know, later on, then it. I mean, you know, uh, I found out the reason why he only gave me two pieces of bread because he watched the news when the Cambodian refugee across to Thailand, and then they feed them so much food, rice, especially rice, and all of that. And we didn't have food, and then when we saw that, we just keep, you know, eating, keep eating, eating. It's never enough. And then 
die because the, the stomach explodes. The swarms explode. And that was on the news international. So then he saw that new. That's why he only feed me two pieces of bread. I said, "Wow." Uh, uh, well, then that's good. He he was paying attention. He was looking out for you. Uh well, I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, yeah, I I think it, 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 it was good. But um, during the the day when he took a nap. It's outside. It's a lot of apple tree. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I just went. I just, I just grabbed that apple and eat. Yeah, <laughs> eat and uh, 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 yeah. That was your first day in America, then. That's the first day in America. Mm-hmm.